I-V-M Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host Kedar Nimkar. This episode is the 100th episode of Audiogan and I am super honored to have none other than Professor Balakrishna Doshi born in 1927. I decided to mark this 100th episode with the living legend of design and architecture. Doshi sir is considered to be an important figure in the South Asian architecture and noted for his contributions to evolution of architectural discourses. His more noteworthy designs include the Indian Institute of Management Bangalore and Aranya Low Cost Housing Development in Indore which was awarded the Aga Khan Award of Architecture. In 2018 he became the first Indian architect to receive the Pitzker Architecture Award. Uh, I am completely aware of my limitations while taking this interview uh, of the person of such a stature but a humble and genuine effort to document few things uh, and thoughts on your design so thank you sir. It's a real, real honor to have you on audio again, and welcome to the show. No, no, thank you, thank you, Rimkar, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, sir, I have come up with five questions, and uh, these are mainly to understand your philosophy, your thought process, and whatever you can share for this special hundredth episode of audio again. Uh, so, the first thing which I want to ask you is, uh, like, what's your philosophy or ideology while designing? For example, uh, I just researched Laurie Baker, who. Uh, works for cost effective or energy efficient architecture uh, say charles korea who's celebrated for his sensitivity to the needs of urban poor uh, so yeah in short what does design as a philosophically what does it mean to you for me design is celebrations mm-hmm. because when you do design you are already designing something you know with lot of optimism and your optimism talks about the way you live the way you think the way you work the way you talk or the way you transact life mm-hmm. and i think design is not a straight jacketed thing okay for example i don't know how our human beings are designed would you say they are designed or they have evolved i think those would become the questions second is the design then so comprehensive that it can tackle any problem any situation any condition continuously grow continuously evolve and continuously recharge everything around mm-hmm. for example if you take a human being and his habitat mm-hmm. but you take habitat little later but if you take human being how come that human being has been evolved so much Mm. that now he thinks you know that he can be, replace god you know in terms of design mm. so that kind of ability is design has design is not because i think in design you are talking of navarasas mm. you talk of dance you talk of music you talk of theater you talk of prayers you talk of creating gods you talk of stories no therefore design is not really a straight jacketed isolated thing Mm-hmm. so when you design when i design anything i look at all this that how would i create things which would be alive which would become alive or which would tickle the senses of anybody who experiences that wow if that doesn't happen i think that design is not there it is still born mm-hmm. so for me 
design is uh, planting a little tree, little sapling in the house with a dream. So in ten years' time, it becomes really a big blossoming flower, and it gives you something that you had never expected. Wow. So design goes beyond expectation. Design is constantly evolving. Design is ongoing process of surprise elements. For example, if you see a river mm. and flowing river, and it is silent, mm. and suddenly you sit there, and the reflection is there, and you just put a little stone, and when the ripples happen, that image which was still now taken a different pattern, and so something had happened was. The ripple, that image changed itself, and it got you something more than what you had expected. Mm-hmm. So design combines mediums, design combines elements, and design creates dynamic, enchanting situa- experiences mm. from very static, stable situations. Wow. To me, that is design. Wow. It is all the time alive. Mm-hmm. And all the time giving you something. Let's take this glass. Hmm. And if I say the glass was designed properly, and supposing there was a little bend in the middle, hmm. and then the water was there, and it took a different shape. And slowly, when you eat, drink it, and if it was a color water, and you saw the whole glass changing, hmm. so design also transforms. Hmm. Design adds a new dimension to a situation for which it is put in. Hmm. When you wear a clothes, when you wear your shirts and jackets and what not, your personality changes. Correct. So it is a proactive process. Design is not something you know which is very very limited, mm-hmm. unlimited thing, which changes your quality of sensations, and gives you some unexpected message, mm-hmm. either joyous or sad or depressing, or gives you something which you had not thought of. Correct. I think to me that is design. So design really is life, creating life. Mm-hmm. Wow, brilliant! Uh, the Pitzker jury announced that you have like always created an architecture that is serious and never flashy or trendy as such. So what could be the secret behind it? I mean, just to elaborate on the same uh, philosophical question of what does design mean to you? No, you see, when you when I designed and when I designed a chair, then I would like to design a chair where a man is sitting or a person is sitting and is comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the moment he is sitting there, mm-hmm. suddenly something happens to him, and he begins to relax slowly. He sinks into this. Mm-hmm. When he sinks into this, that is not all chairs do. Correct. But if you had used maybe leather, if you had used a cushion, so you have added that another dimension from what normal is done. Correct. Secondly, when you hold your hands and when you put your hand on a handrest, hmm. or when you put you know your back very comfortably, hmm. then I think your thoughts begin to change, your ideas begin to change. You look around in a very different way because your spine, your body, your muscles are acting and giving you a sense of comfort. Sense of softness, so that triggers thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when I design, I try to think that if I design a building, or if I design an entrance, or if I enter even any place, mm. would it change the thought of that person? Would it give him something which he had not anticipated? That is my process. 
but it has to always be in a very grander scale or it no. could be very small things it can also. be extremely small it can be extremely small when i did those poor houses hmm. my design was to empower them hmm. so what is empowering empowering is the person who has nothing and suddenly somebody gives him a hope hmm. so the moment he has hope he gets excited correct then moment he is excited and if there is a plinth given to him with a water tap and a kitchen or toilet area and electric current suddenly his wife would say that well why don't we really have something to do and why don't we go and work and get some money now new ideas have come hope has come enthusiasm come and now they want to be independent mm-hmm. so design also gives you choices to be yourself which are dormant within you mm-hmm. so it awakens so that is the other thing that i try to do correct that if you get into a space do you get enlightened do you feel happy mm. and you go to somebody's house and suddenly there is a window and you see nice landscape mm. which you had not noticed before while talking and if the you saw your eyes go there mm. you say my god how beautiful the trees mm. so it has added conversation new conversation starts happening correct so everything that i do is i try to create dialogues mm-hmm. i try to expose imageries i try to give them an opening for re- remembering or recreating or discovering the hidden things which are within them and this is the way i make my plants every plant that i make mm. i i walk around that plant and i think about how that person who is going to walk around where will he sit what will happen what kind of dialogue will happen mm. it may not happen it may happen but the whole idea is isn't the design which has to trigger the emotion or no but the the, the underlying silently hidden inner emotions mm. which begin to get him something else which he had not thought and then stories happen mm-hmm. memories come correct associations come mm. oh i remember i saw that you know in that place and i think that's very much like this what you are saying because i had seen such a tree there mm-hmm. so you begin to reconnect with your life past present future and the moment you do that the space that building was there but now that building has become alive because in that space it happened Mm-hmm. like you are sitting here and there is no window but the way the light comes here correct and when you see these little shadows doesn't it make you feel different suddenly and you will see the change in the sunlight mm-hmm. you will see the movement of the sun mm-hmm. and you will see if the clouds came you know oh, there's a cloud i can talk about the sky sitting in this room <laughs> and in close space correct so this is really what i do whenever whenever i design i like to dream a story or a myth or something about life so that i have done my job of creating it is not a box it is not a static thing mm-hmm. it is not lifeless mm-hmm. so when you make a little step you make one step half a step or you make three steps mm-hmm. i think the body posture tells something else Mm-hmm. and when there is no step and you just walk through psychologically you feel equal 
if you walk four steps, then you find that that gentleman or a lady or whosoever is standing there looks down upon you. Your relationship changes. If the door is wider, suddenly you begin to feel, oh, I am not in a very small house. And if the door is very high, hmm. you feel, my God, how nice this place is. It looks like a grand space. So I imagine all this, you know, that you, can you give them something which she normally is not available? So design also makes it exclusive way of observing, experiencing and discovering mm-hmm. ideas for the other persons who come. So design is also dialogue. So my buildings are always have a dialogue. They have a dialogue with the land, they have a dialogue with space, they have a dialogue with climate, they have a dialogue with the cosmos, and then they have also dialogue with your inner callings. Wow. A room is there without seats, hmm. and a room has a permanent seat there, a bench. A room has a charpoy and a bed underneath, tucked in. Or a room has a niche and there is a little god of a god or idol or a photograph of an actor or, a, or somebody you river. Aren't those elements create dialogues? So where is the room? <laughs> so design is not a dry thing. Design is a creation of unimaginably lyrical situations. Wow. <laughs> This is super, super aspirational. Uh, yeah, I, I just feel that you keep talking about this, but yeah. Uh, moving on to the second question, uh, like, uh, what according to you is the, like, as you mentioned about the sunlight and things like, but there is something which I observed and I also uh, think that the observation could be right or wrong. But uh, if you see all the landscapes or all the cities have started looking same. Like example, Pune would look like a Bombay or Pune would look like a Belgaum also for that matter. There are same steel flyovers, there are same class buildings. Uh, so like have spaces become more inclusive or more uh, like as you mentioned, like the steps and the person looks at a different, uh, like looks differently to you. So what are your thoughts overall around why are spaces started to look the same? First question. And to follow up that is that what is the role of architects uh, architects when they when they are designing these structures i think if we are uh, human hmm. and if you are a poet hmm. i think he would always look at good things and try to do that and he would like to create his dream and that is how dreams are made hmm. so if he was becoming an architect hmm. or architect who is a poet hmm. he would look at things very differently so he would try to invent something which will give joy, which will give a sense of uh, stories or sense of life, sense of activities mm-hmm. and sense of cohesion between the place and the surrounding. Mm-hmm. So when we see now these bridges, when we see these steel structures, when we see these glass towers, it is also done by the architects. Mm. So are they really architects at all? Or poets? Or, or even poets or anybody at all, you know, somebody who is very sensitive. No, hmm. they are the merchants of life, merchants, you know, who is going out and selling things. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. 
so you can judge an architect from what he gives contributes to the society or to the city or to the place if that architect himself is not a right person hmm. then he has no right you know to call himself like this because he is not creating anything he is giving a product and product which is insensitive to the place hmm. a product which doesn't have any regard to what people would feel whether they would feel chaotic whether they would feel orderly whether they would feel joyous whether they would like to really feel yes i am now in a better place hmm. so we don't think about it the client don't think about it the or people who want to have it don't think about it because they are only interested in supplying a demand which is normally given at a third rate thought if you go to a good restaurant maybe not a not a but somebody sensitive restaurant and you go there and you go to our lodge and then you go to this khanawa other place at a restaurant they serve you in a wrong dish they give you quickly somebody standing behind waiting to eat and in another place you go and he takes you to that little place one small corner but there is a nice tree and there are pebbles mm. and there is a little water tap and the water is dripping i think this is difference difference is very obvious correct and this is what we are doing i think no education in architecture talks about good quality of life they don't talk about the joy of living they don't talk about joy of sharing they don't talk about that there is a world which is outside the building which is far superior and beautiful but they don't want to bring it inside so they have denied ra sun they have denied rain they have denied way, wind they have denied everything which is really life nourishing mm-hmm. and we are giving that to the people because i am not going to be bothered about it whether it is a borg or not what does it matter so this is the way our approach has been we are disconnected from the project for which we are assigned and we don't even think who are the users we don't even think you know that what kind of things the next generation is going to have so we from the idea of higher sensibility mm-hmm. we are gradually going through our education and practice and acceptance because of survival we are giving people something which is degrading mediocre agonizing and gradually allowing them to be ontic or intoxicated hmm. by depression hmm. so do you think uh, like is there any innovation happened uh, for the people in who are lower in the pyramid for example uh, like when there is a big structure being made big building being made there are still those like poor people who b- pick up the bricks who put the cement together and do architectures have to be sensitive to that as well that how are they working how you know our our ancestors were much more sensitive mm-hmm. if they made a wada mm. or if they made a fort or if they made a marketplace mm. they thought that i am going to give them market that they want but i will give them something that they would like and they would linger there mm-hmm. and they would do something and they want to frequent and the next generation would also feel that and slowly they will become my heritage and my symbols of my understanding of what culture is mm-hmm. so are we really talking about culture 
or building should be together no if you talk culture building will come but if you talk about building culture won't come no but ideally it should come right yes but because in our thought it is not there unless you were thinking about culture all the time correct so in education we will follow the curriculum correct but we follow the curriculum without any idea it is a product so our education is product oriented our life is product oriented our practice is product oriented so what do you get product so we are becoming robots we are becoming crude robots not even gentle beautiful robots mm-hmm. hmm <laughs> so like do you think this architect should think about that lower level of people who are working there There is no, there is no lower or upper level. All beings no, no. are the same. No, no, I am saying in terms of the laborious work which. No, no, done. there is no laborious work. No, but it hasn't evolved. Like there are no better machineries. People are still. You don't need this. machineries. Our ancestors' buildings, which were done without any machinery. Mm-hmm. If you see all the wadas which have been built by mm-hmm. people, or the streets which have been built with wooden structure and mud walls and verandas and balconies and everything. they were done by people who were sensitive to life they loved life mm-hmm. they loved resources they loved what was available to them and they made it beautiful so that you can see the virtue of those little wooden pieces mm. in our culture the, all the waste product of the wood i have seen which was used in making the doors mm. and all those beadings and all those things happened and the door became very beautiful how was it done by somebody a, a carpenter or a skillful person not necessary but he was so happy that he says i will do this and i will add something to it so what we should live about what we talk about is what are the ways to celebrate life okay. what are the ways to give what how do we give design which will heighten our awareness mm. like the mu- music or literature or art does mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> or how our ancestors did i think we don't do that mm. all right sir <laughs> uh, so the next one which i want to ask you is how has like rcc changed lives of uh, architects and designers i mean has it become more challenging or less challenging or is it because of rcc the landscape have become uh, you know the question i think is not proper okay whether it is rcc or whether it is wood or whether it is mud hmm. creation has nothing to do with the limitations of that material a good artist a good creator okay would exploit that material mm-hmm. and bring the most unusual thing out of that material and he would create out of that and that is our culture and that has been our history mm-hmm. so if you go back to our temples you go back to our havelis if you go to the wada if you go and see the streets of all the stocks of towns that you are talking about there are so many beautiful things mm-hmm. but uh, today the architect is not seeing they have become blind mm. we are now entering the kingdom of the blind people mm. and Yeah, I mean, is that the reason? Because yes. Uh, Otherwise, why should there be a wrong thing if RCC comes in? What is wrong with taking RCC as another material? It has its own qualities. Mm-hmm. First of all, reinforced concrete, cement concrete is a plastic material. Mm-hmm. It is like mud, you know, which you get earth. Correct. Only this is reinforced. 
Also, you are using other aggregate, hmm. but it is as plastic as the mud. Mud did not have the strength, hmm. but this one has a strength. Hmm. You can use it in a very different way. You can mold it and make something maybe square and not round, hmm. but that is your choice. Mm-hmm. You can go as much as possible, as high as possible, as thin as possible, which the mud was not giving, or the stone was not giving, mm. or a brick was not giving. No, but is this the reason why yeah. everything is looking flat now? No, because RCC we have never used fully. You know, look at the people who have done work outside India in Japan or in even in Chandigarh and others, or what Corbusier has done. I think or Nervi has done. Mm. They have given you another graceful building. Mm. As if it is natural, it is beautiful, as beautiful as flowers. Mm. They have given. Yeah, so maybe it's not exploited to its full extent. I think. No, it is a sculptural play. It is plastic, totally plastic, mm. and it can be used in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. We have lost our imagination. We have lost our desire to challenge. Mm-hmm. We have lost our desire to uh, to say that yes, what I am going to do will stay long. the brain has been frozen <laughs> yeah uh so sir uh, like i i first time came to your office here and saw this beautiful structure and also it's called vastu shastra uh, vastu shilpa architect so uh, slightly digressing and uh, second last question which i have you is like what are your thoughts on vastu shastra in general like i know it's a very broad question and it can Like we can talk for like more than two hours on this subject itself. No, 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 no. Vastu, I think you know. First of all, anything, any rule, any dogma, so-called dogma, or any treatise which has been developed by our ancestors or somebody else, hmm. I think there must be some purpose. Hmm. And if it has lasted long, that means it has much deeper purposes. Correct. And then, if it has been followed. and if it is historically followed by ancestors and others then that means that it has a much greater deeper understanding of how to live life mm. and how to create how to make it joyous mm-hmm. so vastu shastra is the science of environment mm. so if the science of environment is there it is not something which is new i have only discovered it today but it was there long before hmm. and in that environment they talked about earth they talked about water they talked about sky they talked about air they talked about sun everything they talked about hmm. and they talked about how do i get breeze how do i get ventilation how do i feel comfortable hmm. and how do i really create my place by which i can use all these natural resources which are not cyclical they are all cyclical correct when the rains come and when the heavy runs come and when there are no rains but you look at the temple hmm. the temple structure the plinth is there and suddenly the molding becomes shadow and you get a very different pattern as the sun changes mm-hmm. if it was raining the water drops you know and then they create another kind of pattern hmm. the other way is that if you look at it otherwise when you see the wind or when you see the leaf following on this you begin to see how the slopes happen hmm. so all those things were done by our ancestors and they talked it with it vastu vastu is environment it is up to you how to use it hmm. it is up to you to how to heighten its 
its multifarious infinite possibilities. Mm-hmm. It is not a static thing at all. Like, for example, if you take a measuring rule, that rule is a rule tape, you know, it is to measure. You mm-hmm. can use it many ways, no? Correct. So, why we are all the time talking about a thing as if it is only unifunctional, limited, etc.? Mm-hmm. In most of the questions, we are talking about limited life, limited thought, limited action, limited definition. And that is why we are destroying our own sciences. Mm-hmm. I think nobody is really trying to abstract and see what is... You don't have to abstract. You live life. It will come automatically. You don't need Vastu Shastra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look at the sun and the rain and everything else and do the building, it will follow Vastu Shastra. Correct. So, it is not made, you know, by outside. It is not made as something else. It is part of you. It is only a treatise for people who are curious, Hmm. who are anxious to do good things, Hmm. who are willing to give welfare to the society. If they follow this, that any mistake or any any disorientation might have happened will be less. Hmm. So, these sciences are there to improve life when there is perhaps something missing. Mm. So, they are guidelines. They are actually extra, but you, you have your own source. So, it is not the main science. Mm. It is like additional spices, additional fragrances. Mm. Correct. Now, those are fragrances. How do you use, how do you lighten it? But first of all, you ask, don't you have your own fragrance? Mm. But that we are not asking. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, all the questions that we are talking about are, without having any background, we have a prejudice that architecture, science, buildings, environment, everything is happening as if it is happening by somebody else who comes and dumps on it. Mm-hmm. We are foolish to accept it, mm-hmm. which we don't want to accept. Our environment has, we are responsible for the deterioration of our environment. Hmm. We are using, we have never invented, RCC was not invented by us. Hmm. It was invented by others outside and we don't know how to follow it and so we blame RCC. Hmm. How can you blame this? Correct, correct. So these are the kind of things. First of all, you are, you you see the, what is your ability, Hmm. what is your interest? And how deep you are connected to the science of art mm. or music or poetry or literature. Mm. We are not. Yeah. In fact, sir, last question is exactly narrows down to what we were discussing so far was like, uh, I've slightly come up with like a broader question, like which is, I'll come to later, but uh, like as per my knowledge, at least artists or designers, uh, say, for example, Balgandhar, we used to say that. One minute, there is a difference in between designer and designer. Designer and artist. No, no, anybody, Balgandhar and another artist, there will be a large of difference. Correct, Bal, correct. Balgandhar, why was he good? Yeah. Because he was hypersensitive. Correct. He lived life, he correct. loved life. Correct. And he wanted everybody to share that glory of the beautiful life. Yes, yes. Whether it is a drama or whether it is a poetry or whether it is an acting, Correct. whether he was a male or a female, whatever it is, you Correct. follow. So, I think he gave what nature had given to him mm-hmm. and that fragrance, you know, he spread. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I want to understand the other side, say, in his uh, conversations also, or one more reference was, uh, uh, there's one documentary which I saw, Jiro's Dream of Sushi. Huh. Uh, so, these artists are very sensitive to the environment they are in. Yes. Because the environment, the appropriate surrounding enrich them. And that's how you become more sensitive to these things. So what would be your, like, just concluding to this conversation, like, what would be your thoughts to how to enrich ourselves? Like, you mentioned about being If there. I had to enrich myself, my office has to be giving me dreams every day. Wow. When I come here, I should feel that I have come to a temple or a nice place. Mm -hmm. So one first thing is, there has to be that enigma. What can we see? What will I see today? Hmm. So, trees, flowers, water body, levels of the earth. In monsoon, it becomes different. In summer, it is different. In winter, it is different. In spring, it is different. Hmm. Then fragrance. Then shadows. Then monkeys coming in. The birds coming in. Bird drinking water. Hmm. I think if I can see that, I feel relaxed. Mm. I feel so happy. Correct. The moment I am happy, then I move into levels up and down of different heights and risers, you know, heights of steps. Mm. And then I wander around and I sit there and I see the shadows, I see the sunlight and I see the beautiful things happening around. Mm. The third one is when I walk, and if I don't walk straight, but I move meandering ways, mm. I can go slowly, or I can go fast. And suddenly, I hear music. And I forgot that I am surrounded by street and noise. Mm. And if it is somebody who is known to me, the musician, then I go back in time and look at that what happened. So I, I dream and I go back in time. Mm -hmm. And then when I come inside or outside, I see this changing light, changing places and un unexpected movements. And then when I see these photographs, etc., I go back in history in time and I go back to Italy, I go back to maybe Kashmir or I go back to some other place or Mughal era. And then I see those wonders and I all the time see how great those visionaries were hmm. who were talking about this, that how do you live life? How do you rejoice life mm. and how do you make it part of you so that one day when you close your eyes, you would always remember and while you are doing it, you will be smiling. Beautiful. I think, uh, yeah, so I have experienced that personally when I came to this uh, Sangha yes. complex. Uh, all right, I think this is a good note to end this. I like, I'm stunned to hear a lot of things uh, but given just the time frame you have and the time uh, like generally we have uh, I think this is a good note to end this. Uh, thank you sir once again. Thank you. It's, Thanks it was a lot. Real Thanks pleasure. for being here. Uh, yeah. No, it was real pleasure, honor and everything to talk to you. I am very happy. Yeah. And I hope people would think about it. Yeah. Those who listen to this yes, yes. would enjoy and create their own environment. Correct. Yeah. That they would cherish. Even I hope they do that. <laughs> okay, that's it. Thank you. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher or any podcasting app you use. 
do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye. Hello. It's been a great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish Thing, Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash, and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions, and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Dutta is joined by Dinika Bhatia. CEO and founder of Natigrities. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on YouTube.com/slash/IVMPodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks, guys. Without you, this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website, or wherever you get your podcasts from.